Hello, y'all. As promised, it is delivered. So, we have a new episode of This Is America podcast. We are back after a very long, very long, very long time away. But we're back. We're better than ever. More episodes will be coming soon. Your girl's in law school right now, so things got a little jumbled up. But that's all right, because here we are. Hope you enjoy this episode. We recorded it on my birthday, May 3rd, you know, Taurus Gang Gang Gang. And it's going to be great. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to This Is America podcast after a very long vacation, but well-deserved we made it here. I'm your host, Angelique Brown, and I am with some very lovely guests. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Jasmine Johnson. I'm a graduating Hello. senior from <laughs> Prince George's County, Maryland. All right, and you know. I am Akaya Thomas. I am a... Not graduating senior, but listen, we'll be out of here in December. Okay, so. okay, go off and be great. And I am Angelique. I am now a graduating senior, political science major from Long Island, New York. Shout out to Long Island, you know, Strong Island. So I know it's been a while. I'm gonna brush y'all up on what's been happening. We have senior thesis to do. You know, fifty pages of my entire life. Literally, if you were in Hampton, you understood poli sci majors, you feel the pain. And then we had senior ball, and today is a special day. Today is my birthday. We turn in 22. Gang, gang, gang. All right, all right. So, we're going to get right down to the nitty gritty. I know you've been wanting an episode, wanting a show for a while, and here we are. So, we're going to start off with Black Excellence, our melanin magic. And that's what it is. It's going to go out to our John Singleton. John Singleton literally... Single-handedly, like, it like brought forward so much black excellence. Literally, like, the image of blackness, deep people's perspectives and real lives, and showed us as kings and queens, even gangsters and thugs, but still showed a real look into the life of blackness, period. Yes. So, rest in peace, and also rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. I know that's a little late, but still, well-deserved, rest in peace. And, you know, we're going to get you. We're going to get the guy that got him. We are. Period. Now, we're moving on to our Hot Topic segment. Are you ready? I mean, I guess. I Not, mean, I mean, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Girl, you're going to be ready. You good. What's a Hot Topic for today? So... The first thing we're going to talk about definitely would be the Billboard Awards. Now, <laughs> now, if some of you have seen it, well, even if some of y'all didn't even see it, you saw the memes afterward. Yeah. So pretty much, Taylor Swift opened up the show with her, uh, her caucasity and decided to have a drumline perform, which, you know, for Taylor Swift, I'm sure that's cute and all, but it kind of comes right off of Beyonce releasing Homecoming onto Netflix, and she had a whole HBCU band and everything. Like, honestly, it was, it's what I ordered versus what I got. <laughs> no, for a fact. Like, I'm, I'm going to just be real about it. Like, I didn't sit down and watch the Billboard Music Awards. I just watched the videos after the fact. And I was like, I really hope she doesn't think that she came up with this on her own, like, on her own merit, because it's literally, like, a great value version. <laughs> a great value. <laughs> it's, like, great value, Beyonce. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hate to say it, like, because I really do love Taylor Swift. Mine is her, like, trans exclusion, you know. Like, me and Taylor Swift used to get down in high school. Like, no, me and Taylor and Swift. And I can't ignore was. that. But middle school Ange was very near and dear. Yeah, no. To Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift once meant a lot to me, but she has just been she's just pushing the line a lot lately. Why Taylor Swift isn't liked by the black community? Let's get into it, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally like classic white woman. Like I'm gonna speak to the manager. Like after that. Thing, <laughs> No, that's what she is. Like, after, like, that whole thing with Kanye, even with his whole 
current predicament. You know what I'm saying? Like, do not call his family and marriage a current predicament. That is a current predicament. That is a a whole situation. But anyway, (laughs) you know, we all make our choices. But um, like, she faked like that whole thing wasn't planned. Like they planned that shit. So it was just like, what? That's why he was calling her a snake and all that type of thing. And like. Then she tried to like co-op that and put it in her music, like, "Oh yeah, I'm a snake," and I'm like, "No, like no. she's really." And then that whole video she did with like the girls like twerking and whatnot, like it was, it was just, it was. I actually it. liked "Shake It Off" no. a lot. No. <laughs> no. That was my no. joke. I can't even hold you. No, we stand. The song, yes. We stand. The music video. Like, we stand music. Kesha. We stand people who know how to stay in their lane. Okay. We stand, <laughs> no, stay in the lane. Stay in the lane. Like what? No, she doesn't know how to stay in her lane. Oh no, perfect. They love to like do shit that's profitable at the moment. Like Miley Cyrus peeped that it was profitable. She jumped I'm, on it. I'm done, Miley Cyrus. I I will invite her dad to the cookout before I ever invite her. Her dad gets. I don't invite a nobody plate. to the cookout. I'm sorry. You can you can walk up and get a plate like a styrofoam. Then you gotta leave immediately though. But nah, like, nah, you can't. It's a fact. I'm sorry, you can't. This is ours. Like, you don't have to be up in here. Like, I don't know. I think I would have been fine. Like, all right, people brought out quote unquote bands, even though it's her, it was a drum line. They brought instruments and stuff out before. Yeah. My thing is the Taylor Swift stands need to calm down. Calm the hell down. Because yeah. everyone's like, you're acting like Beyonce invented marching bands. But did she invent it? It's, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like she did. Yeah, I feel like she did. She did. You know, did you see the Netflix did. special five times? I feel like she did. But I mean, it's just like, come on now. Like you, I feel like this whole thing was, um, this whole thing was calculated by uh-huh. her team uh-huh. to make her sure. name buzz. Cause they know it looked terrible. They know it looked terrible. First of all, when I tell you, they know. You, you see how an eight month practice versus a two week practice. That's no, what that looked like. They know it looked terrible. That, they were just happy to be there. Cling, cling, all of cling. that was intentional, like Trash. to make to make her name buzz. So, you know, like even the way she stood there, like when they opened up, when she finally was like, you know, on stage. Like I'm like, oh wow, this is hilarious. But now they did it on purpose because they knew people were gonna be like, ah. Oh, Oh. At this day and age, you gotta know. You know. So I mean, yeah, it's no but, to know. And know. like I had to talk to people about the significance of Beyonce's homecoming because literally Beyonce's been saying things. She said what she said in the uh, documentary was the same thing. Your guidance counselor, I went to an HBC. You've been telling you and telling your mama and your daddy and all y'all. Literally, come to an HBCU. You're gonna feel at home. Like I felt like I was at homecoming again, literally. And some people are like, well, she didn't need the whole band. You do, because that's the heart and soul. That's HBCU fashion. Like you need like everything, all the stops, the batons. The batons were literally. She She. was (laughs) pledging niggas on stage. Like what? Like make me laugh. Literally, make bugaboos. Make me laugh. Like, come on now. Like, I need to know when the Bugaboo interest meeting is. That's hilarious. <laughs> you want to pledge Beta Delta Kappa? I wish to express myself. Oh, damn. <laughs> You're crazy. Nah. nah. But nah, it was, it was just very important to the culture, and I feel like she executed it with respect, and mm-hmm. I appreciated that, and especially since she, like, she made sure she got people who went to HBCUs. She got people who were Greek. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she got people who lived the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I really appreciate that. And, like... Not the Wikipedia version. No. She, like, she did her research. She made sure everything was done intentionally and with respect to, like, the culture and the history the HBCUs stand for. And I really do appreciate it. I remember watching that for the first time. And we didn't know what right. it was going to be. We just thought, you know... Three o'clock in the morning. House. You did? Uh, not that early in the morning. No, I, I'm talking about when it first, like, I'm talking no, about like the, see, the actual Coachella performance. I was on oh, my phone yeah. looking at it on YouTube, the live stream, uh-huh. and like, because we didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. Then we heard, I saw like the girl blow the whistle, and I'm like, this look like, this look a little <laughs> this familiar. familiar. <laughs> this look Wait a minute. On. One two, second. two. And then I saw the girls, the band dancers, and they started bucking. I was like, yeah. ah! Like literally, I was just like, and then it just kept getting better and better. The baton trailers came out. She had the thick jumps on stage. Like, come on now. She had the line come out. And the crazy thing was, like, when they started stepping, like, the people started booing her. 
Because yeah. they, they don't understand. And that's literally... That's what Miss Tina said. Miss Tina was worried that the crowd would not understand. Because you got to understand, most of the people at Coachella are not us within the culture. So they won't understand. But the people who did... That's why in the documentary, she made sure she got the black fans' reactions. Because right. they knew everything that was going on. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but they did. They started booing her like when they started stepping. And I'm like, well, this ain't for you anyway. But, Period. you know. That's why everyone ran to her. Like, hold on, this is us. Literally, like, right. literally, like, elbowing. Other people were like, huh? In the back. Like, what is this? Like, you know. Like, single ladies? Like, Anybody? Really, <laughs> literally, Crazy like, literally, like, that's all they know. But, you know. When she busted out and lift her voice and sing I still oh, that was, cry yeah, that no, was a moment sure. that was a moment like, like I literally really. sat there looking at my computer like wow that's the only version I will sing with the screams <laughs> and everything <laughs> like literally my children will learn that version and no other version like the rest of the kids like you know and that's it like no she said let our rejoicing rise literally the symbols were just like swirling I was like ah like literally it was it was great it was great nobody can top that ever and I'm not a stand stand like I didn't think I'd watch that damn documentary five times but look at us we're on number five I'm watching it when I go home uh, with my mother I'm definitely doing that I'm cause um, I've been trying to like look at you know, trying to find YouTube videos of the performances, but you know they snatched them shits real quick, and I was wondering they're why. There. Nah, they kept snatching them. Like there are several in my saved library and YouTube. <laughs> Good, cause like literally most of them, they were like snatch, 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 and it's just like I was wondering why they did that, but I'm like, oh, she mm-hmm. made a fucking documentary, so you know she had to collect that bag. She was like, not today, bitches. But you literally know. every day I've been listening to the album. And before I let go, a testament. Literally. Literally, the crown jewel. Literally. Cannot be touched. In candy, I was like, oh, you different. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, the producer took pieces that didn't even, not even close. Like, he took it from everywhere. Smushed them, and it sounded great. Chopped and screwed. Literally, like, everything was bomb. Do you think there will ever be a point where, like, we'll hear only the Beyonce version at Cookout? Nah. Black people, we cherish a Frankie Beverly. Yeah, nah. Nah, you know they'll probably like play like, that one first and then, then they'll mix it into like the Beyonce you always one. give homage. you know what I'm saying you gotta yeah, you gotta you gotta recognize the elders you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, bro. know where you came from speaking but, of mixes yeah. I appreciate shout out to all the DJs that you know they don't put R. Kelly in their mixes anymore or oh, when it plays bad. and we say get this off yeah. they turn it off I've been seeing that a lot lately um even if they try to play it, people will be like, Get this. like they'll start cussing them out, as we saw at the cookout the other week. Yeah, I was um, very proud. I was very proud. I was like, as as you should, yes. as you should. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard R. Kelly at a party around here in a minute. As we should not. Amen. As we should not. Amen. I was very proud of him. Literally, drag the DJ if that happens. <laughs> Literally, everybody just drag them. Kill the DJ. Literally, kill the DJ. Like just strangle them to death. Like, throw their MacBook away because at yep, this point, literally. <laughs> the next thing I want to actually talk about is Little Nas X in oh. the Old Town Road. So, huh. that shit slaps. It, it, it slaps so long. Ooh, I'm Joby! Sorry. My, my knee! My neck! The way he my looked, back! He was like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. He, was like, <laughs> he looked so quick. He was like, the fuck are you doing? Alright, alright. Oh, my kneecap. Oh, <laughs> the baby. Put my this knee. cup on it. Oh, my kneecap. I'm too old. I can't hurt my knees. Oh, well, Lord. pretty much Lil Nas X uh, was on the country charts for his song, Old Town Road. And if you've heard it, honestly, I thought the song was a jokey joke. Like, he was, like, trolling yeah, country people. Like, like, that cow song. Like, oh, bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, yeah. I'm a cow. I thought it was, like, Ooh. kind of <laughs> bitch I'm too smooth like yeah nah. I thought it was like that like one of those at first but they took him off the country charts because they said he wasn't country enough but then Jermaine Dupree actually tweeted yo billboard I'm confused how does Lil Nas X get kicked off the country charts but Justin Bieber's nominated for a top R&B song tonight and I don't understand it because I don't even know what Justin Bieber is even releasing right now like, the man don't. I mean, uh, I always feel a little. People are still listening to Justin Bieber. Like, I like. It's a no brainer. I've never even heard like anything from Justin Bieber in like the longest minute. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't. 
I don't possess. He's trying to get his life together and he's married. I can tell. But <laughs> it's just little things like that. It's just like, all right, hey, how many times like rappers have won awards because they were featured on a country song, but that was country enough and you know, and I appreciate Billy Ray Cyrus for giving Lil Nas his flowers. Lil Nas X, excuse me. Because he deserves. Because yeah. um, the song was really good, like, in its original state. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, like, it seemed like a joke. But, like, even with Billy Ray Cyrus, it was like, wow, this is, like, are we are we taking back country? Like, is Kim Michelle's album really going to do wonders? Like... What's gonna happen? I'm actually excited. Like I would love to see more <laughs> of our people cross over to country. You know, make I think it interesting. Be bomb. Like honestly, I think Kim Michelle's album is gonna be insane. And I don't like country, so win right. me over, please. Win right. me over, hell. All right, we're gonna go have a quick break. Catch us back soon. <laughs> All right, welcome back to This Is America Show. I'm Angelique, and I'm still here with my lovely guests and co-hosts. It's so great over here, guys. So we're going to get into our political segment of the show. We're going to talk about how there's about 20 Democrats running for president. And honestly, in my eyes, it looks like the last presidential election when we had 20-something Republicans. So I'm just trying to figure out so who's going to be the clown in this that's about to run the country because I don't see this going well at all. I don't see it going anywhere positive either. Like a lot of a lot of them it's just like their politics is either trash or you don't know them. Like it's just like you can't win here. <laughs> I feel like he about to win that re election. That's what I feel like. They're about to give it to him. I feel like they're gonna run he's gonna win that re election. I know he is. And I'm just gonna laugh. Cause like, what else can you do at this point? Right. Like, there's no strategy in this. Like, none. there's no like thinking about the greater good or what people actually want to see or like the necessity of like actual policy platforms when running for president. So it's just they're just like handing it over at this point. Literally, I feel like every great empire had a decline, and I didn't want to be around to see it. But I see I'm going to be around and my kids and their kids' kids been going to be around for this post-apocalyptic thing that's about to happen because I just don't get it. We're, we're about to go nowhere. Honestly, I see the either Kamala Harris or Joe Biden are going to win the, the head the nomination. I nomination, I think, in my eyes. Kamala, I don't know. Kamala, because they might want to be progressive. Elizabeth Warren might have a shot after Kamala, but... Once Joe Biden announced he was running, I think that was... Those people just got excited. Was Joe I feel like a lot of people weren't excited about Joe Biden, though, because a lot of... Um, he's had a lot of interviews in the last week just talking about his treatment of Anita Hill, and mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. his treatment of Anita Hill is going to X him out very easily. By black women, especially. Yeah. But we don't... And make the up so-called the progressive Me Too movement and what has become a bit on social media. I call it the, well, Hutu is actually a tribe of people, so I can't even call it that. I'm going to figure out a fancy name to call it. Something shady. Yeah, something about the internet people who suddenly care about sexual assault. Literally. The woke, the Twitter woke people. Yeah, that don't really. Interesting. So who would y'all, did they announce anybody running for the, on the Republican side at all? I don't think so. I don't think anybody's going to oppose him, honestly. Which is it's, foolish, but... The yeah. whole thing is foolish. It is. So I'm trying to figure out then who... Because I feel like even if Barack Obama ran today, I don't know. Because uh, the way these flyover states are feeling, I don't think they'll let him win again. Mm-mm. If it was allowed constitutionally, of course. And then, of course... And then, actually, if you don't know, if you're on the Affordable Care Act... It might get snatched, actually, because the Trump administration is looking to repeal it. Again. Because Again, first they tried to say, oh, we don't like that you had to, you know, you had to have a tax penalty if you didn't have the insurance. Mm-hmm. But they took it. They got rid of that in 2017. So now they actually just went back and said, actually, second thoughts, snatchies, I don't want the whole thing. I want to replace it. 
But you say you want to replace it, but you have nothing to replace it with. So at this point, what are you going to do? Because there's 21 million people that are about to be without insurance. My whole thing is, like, he didn't already got his pick in the Supreme Court. And now, you know, they're deciding on that, whether you can um, fire somebody for being LGBT. Mm. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, Lord. In the past, <laughs> maybe I would be like, I'm not worried about this because I'm not worried about this. Mm-hmm. Because they probably wouldn't rule again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, mm, they might be like, yeah. yeah, you can fire them. So I'm really worried about And I feel like a lot of people aren't even paying attention to that because they don't care. But, like, if that happens, especially with this transgender military ban, you know, like, I don't yeah. know what's about to happen. I don't There's know. There's a transgender military ban. Yes, ban? yes. Like, yeah. you can't. You can't, you can't join the military. military. I'm just so you can't join a sorority. You can't join the military. You can barely go to school. So I'm all the way confused. So it's honestly, truly, I feel like this is my thing with trans, with being trans and how people view them. Um, trans people don't care about you or anybody else. They're just trying to live their life. Literally. And these are a group of people that the United States, well, at least some of them, just started backing a month ago. Literally. So. Literally. Literally, you're dealing with a group of people that have had to survive and had to finesse. And if you were wealthy enough to do the surgery and do everything and not get clocked, you could pass and live happily. But if you're able to well, get clocked, as in, like, you could tell, like, essentially, yeah. if they are a trans they person, pass. they could pass. So if you can't, then you have to suffer the, suffer the consequences. And the consequences, most, nine times out of ten, are death. Like, well, you did an excellent thesis, Jasmine, on Thank trans you. rights. Yes, I have to, because it was excellent. You. And you mentioned something about blind rage. Oh, the um, trans panic. Yes, trans defense. panic. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, like, I was talking about pretty much the murder of Gwendolyn Orojo, and she was a trans woman um, in California, and she had had a relationship with this man, and when her friends, I mean, when his friends found out that she was transgender, they basically were like, okay, so what we're about to do is we're about to, like, kill her. And it pretty much, like, when you look up, like, how she died, it's, like, multiple instruments, multiple beatings. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they just beat her to death. And, like, all of those men, like, currently they're free. Like, they served time and now they're free. So, what, like, the trans panic defense is basically, like, a, a branch off the gay panic defense. It's like, so, let's say you meet someone and you didn't know they were gay, and somehow you find out, then in a rage, in a blind rage, you just start to, like, assault them, and then you end up killing them, or you just end up hurting them very badly. And the trans panic defense is like, oh, I didn't know they were transgender, so in a blind rage, I hurt this person. And apparently it has some type of pull if all those men are free today, you know, so... And we've seen that in pop culture, in culture period, in movies and yeah. TV shows when, like, oh, you found out they're trans, like, what? Yeah. And then everyone start right. fighting. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> Even people will say it, like, men will say it all the time. Like, they make jokes about it, like, yeah. oh, uh, if I ever found out such and such was, in quotations, a man, like, I would kill them. I'm like, oh, so you think that's funny to say? You think that's funny to I say? I love checking people down. You like, think that's funny to say? Mm -hmm. Like... Literally, everybody gets on my nerves, like, and literally, like, that shit is not funny at all, because people, that really happens. People be joking about like, it, but it really happens. What's the survival, what's the uh, life expectancy for a trans person of color? 35. And for a Caucasian one? 78. See? Boom. That's so, ridiculous. You know? And I'm like, y'all, y'all keep joking about this shit, but this shit is real. Like, queer people, like, they go through so much, you know? And they just this little boy, this little boy who just killed himself, 15 years 15 old, 15 years old. How you make a 15 year old feel so bad about themselves that they think they have to exit this world before their life even starts, really? So, you know, people think that shit's funny. They it's think they can joke. Oh, uh, we can joke. Everybody jokes about everybody else. We can't joke about y'all. Fuck no, you can't. So, LOL. Just because <laughs> you won't, just because you won't, they love to say that shit. I'm like, just because you won't stand up for your fucking self, don't mean we can't. Like, honestly, y'all need to get butt about whatever bothers you. Honestly, if somebody's fucking making fun of you, stand up for yourself. Especially the black community, y'all get on my fucking nerves. Honestly, I feel I really wish like people were open minded to the point where they're like, all right, let me see what you're talking about, where right. you're coming from. 
the Google machine, she works. Auntie Google has not led me down the wrong path. Google is too free. Too on it's too free. <laughs> on Al Gore's internet <laughs> on the day Beyonce gave us, like you could access all Yo. these things. You look up got to be glue, you might as well look up trans rights. They're right next to each other, I'm pretty sure. Right. So the shit is ridiculous, but you know. Um, everybody watch Pose this summer when it comes back on. Of course. Oh, I loved Pose. Watch Pose this summer when it comes back on because mm-hmm. that is one of like the most beautiful things I've ever laid eyes mm-hmm. on. Literally. And like watch the, Paris is Burning on Netflix. It's, and I like Pose because like it's really easy to have like a conversation about exactly. it. It's not like anything that's too cryptic. Exactly. It's just, it's literal it's life raw. experience. Yeah, it's, it's raw. Real. And, like, the fact that it does take place, like, right smack in the middle of the AIDS crisis, like, you know. And a lot of people, like, don't realize that the country pretty much turned their back on people who are suffering. Like, that yeah. whole community who was suffering from that. Like, nobody, dying everybody was just really just, like, it was, like, it's only a matter of time before this gets me. You know what I'm saying? I can't mm-hmm. love anybody. I can't be myself. Without thinking, like, I'm just going to wither away right. and die. And, like, Reagan was like, well, we don't see anything. Nothing's happening. Doesn't exist. Sorry. He was busy putting crack in Literally. And ignoring people dying of AIDS. So. Yeah, speaking of ignoring, we're still ignoring Flint, Michigan. So, if you all can go to Little Miss Flint's GoFundMe. Oh, yeah. Donate. donate please donate, donate to her. Donate. donate to the Flint. Because... There, and I would love to see how the people running for president address this genocide that's actually happening. Like, we love to talk right. about other places. There's an actual genocide happening in Flint, Michigan in 2019 for the past five years. I feel as though it's so unfortunate that that little girl has to put this whole thing on her back. Like, right. She, she has to 12, be the face of 13 this. 13 years old. And she has to be the face of this. She and should be playing in a playground, hitting the swing sets. She should be drinking clear water, right. bathing in clean water, but she like, can't. And, and she should be learning, like, how it, to do long division. Literally. Like, <laughs> like, going to get her lip gloss from, from Claire's. Like, come on now. But she got to worry about this. Making sure the kids in her community have enough clean water to drink. Like, I just don't understand that. And I feel like. It just goes to show how little people care mm-hmm. about black people and the people of a lower uh, economic status because mm-hmm. there's no reason why the governor is in jail right now. There's no reason. Mm-hmm. You're blatantly poisoning people for five years, my guy. It's not a day is already too not, too much. For a year, I thought it was going on until I saw it said five. I'm like, so I'm confused. Like, I'm crazy. all the way confused. The whole so. time I've been at Hampton, the, other the whole time. time. Children have irreversible damage, like brain damage, from like drinking that poison water, like and being people were losing their hair, like chunks of their hair were coming out. Cause I'm you're like, drinking poison, exactly. bro. I was like, I'm what? Like, that's that's not okay. Like that, I couldn't believe it. People were just showing, like you know, the the health effects, and I was like, this is. I just, I don't know. I and, don't know. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to have a cute little documentary on HBO in like five years. Like, what could have happened in Flint? Literally. Look how sad. Da, and da, the da, thing da. is like, Flint's like, you know, not the only place where stuff like that's happening. Like, it's there not. are a lot of like rural communities like where black people live. Like, the pesticides are giving them cancer. I know where my family's from down like in Maryland, like on the eastern shore. Mm. Most people there, they die of cancer. Because they're in a rural community. It's a cancer hotspot. It's places mm-hmm. like that. They're in a rural community where pesticides are dumped and dumped and dumped and dumped. And if you live right next to the fields, you're all around it, you know, mm-hmm. probably getting your drinking water. You're probably going to get cancer eventually, you know. And most people down there, they do die of cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, that's, I feel like, I, that's insane. Like, you feel like people are disposable. Like, it's okay. You can have your genetically modified corn, you know, delivered to your local store (laughs) every day but people are literally like contracting cancer every day so it's just like i don't even understand but i don't know racism takes so many different shapes and forms like i'm like what y'all really (laughs) environmental racism like (laughs) environmental racism like come on now like that's crazy i don't know and until we recognize that privilege exists and we call out that some of our faves are about to go down. Favorite corporations. Like, we about to just buy organic soap. Brandless. Dang. Shout out to Brandless. <laughs> our sponsor. Shout you out. Literally, because the way this is going, it's just not It's just not about to be good. And I feel like 
We're already screwing with the planet. There's no reason why it's April and it's 50 degrees. Seriously. There is no ethical like, consumption under capitalism. It was snowing in Chicago in April. I'm confused. But nobody cares. Girl. Mm. The weather has been doing wild things. It has. It was just cold as hell the other day. Now it's hot as hell. So I'm like. Literally. Why am I sweating like this in April? I just don't. Well, understand. we're in May now. No. It's not. It's not enough of May. It's, it's a glorious May. May. Right. We will not May. call May third diet May. Oh, it is diet. the best day that ever it's happened. Only my third day out here. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so. Much. Oh my god. It's my third day out here. It's I don't really my third day out here. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to break. See y'all in a And we are back with the show, and I am here with my lovely co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourself again. Mm, me, my name's Makaya, senior, political science major, right. history minor. Hello. Not graduating, but you know, we're going to get there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Find a way, he going to do it. Okay. <laughs> no, make me start shouting. Don't, please don't make me start shouting. The praise break. Okay. So, so tell us a little bit about what you do. Because when I tell you this girl, first of all, let me tell you how amazing this, this child is. Like, <laughs> first of all, I noticed that there was something about her last year at the HU Town Hall meeting. And literally, the Twitter people go to hashtag HU Town Hall and you will get all the tea if you did not know what happened. And she literally got up. She had the strength to get up, speak her truth and her experiences on, on campus to administration and the entire student body. And she kept it raw. She kept it real. And it just resonated with me. And that's when I'm like, oh, she about to do something. She a mover and a shaker. Hold on. Got up in Harvey's ass. He, <laughs> didn't, he didn't know what to say. I was like, oh. No, he said, sit oh, down, you lady. I'm talking. He said, I'm talking now, you lady. That's what he said. Nah, I was like, no. That's what, you, that's what you say when you don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> you tell somebody to sit down because you don't know what the fuck else to say. Because, like, no. Yeah, they were not happy with me. Oh, bitch ass nigga. Anyway. Oh my. Oh, we about to get up. Uh, we not getting this to. I dare you. I dare you. We are not getting this to. I dare you. Like 10 days. I dare you. So, can you tell me a little bit about uh, Generation Action? Okay, so Generation Action is a reproductive health organization on campus. Um, basically, what we do um, is basically like advocate for student reproductive health resources or whatever the case may be. Um, kind of like fill in the gaps where people don't have information, educate people, give people access to more information. Um, so we talk about things like maternal health and like the disparities of that for black women, especially going to HBCU. That would tremendously impact like a lot of the women who are on this campus. We talk about STDs, um, access to health care, um, insurance policies. Like, literally, under the sun, if it's under that reproductive health umbrella, I'm sure we talked about it at least once over the last two years that I was president. I'm mm-hmm. not the president anymore, which is exciting. I'm going to rest a little bit. But, <laughs> rest. Um, Go ahead. Please do. That's what, that's what Generation Action does. So. so, and you just, you received several awards. Tell us about them. Go ahead. I don't really, yo, Please. like, the craziest part about this is that, like, I can't brag about myself. What? <laughs> I can't talk about these things. Well, we've gotten a lot of awards actually over the last two years. And they weren't little certificates. These were the glass ones, yes, the big yes, ones. Yes, 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 yes. We've gotten, um, ooh, Jesus. So the first award that I personally received from Generation Action Work was um, it's basically an award that. The plan, the state of Planned Parenthood, like Planned Parenthood, has different like state localities or whatever the case may be. And the state of Virginia gave me an award last year with Senator McClellan, um, to that basically like uplifts like a young person who shows like the passion and the dedication to like change um, disparities within reproductive health care. So that was cool. And then the fall semester we got the Champion in Women's Health Award as a chapter which was super exciting because we got to meet so many people. Like, Auntie Maxine was there. Um, I'm jealous. 
Karuchi was there. Like, there were so many people. Like, Simone Sanders, she follows our page on Twitter. Um, Brittany Pacchetti, like, follows all of our stuff. Like, so that was really exciting, but basically we got that because of everything that kind of unfolded with HU Town Hall and, um... Well, for those that don't know, I think we might as well get into it. We might as well. Go ahead. Speak your truth, sis. We were there. We were like, our jaws dropped. Yeah, so basically, my first semester here, I was sexually assaulted on campus, and it was a whole crapshoot because I didn't know anything. Like, I didn't know where Title IX was. I didn't know what Title IX was supposed to do. Like, I didn't know where I was supposed to go. So I, like, just went back to my room and kind of ignored that it happened for several months. <laughs> like, months. Like, several months went past until, like, I finally sought out, like, reproductive health care services to kind of, like, fix what went wrong in that small encounter. Um, so at HE Town Hall, I brought up the issue of sexual assault because I recognized, like, in the fall semester when I started Generation Action that I wasn't the only person that had been experiencing mm-hmm. um, that thing on campus. Like, I mean, sexual assault in college is very prevalent. It's not just a Hampton University thing, but when you're looking at Hampton University, Hampton is supposed to be a home for people. It's supposed to, it's advertised as, like, a home away from home. But, like, you don't know where to go if somebody's harming you. Like, if your sister's being harmed, you don't know where to go. You don't have resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hearing things about all kinds of other things that don't really impact your day-to-day. Like, I'm sorry, but the Proton Therapy Institute is not something that is we shake going the table to, today. It's, it's not Literally. something. Like, the Proton Therapy Institute is great. It's revolutionary as far as, like, healthcare services are concerned. But as far as, like, the day-to-day lives of a Hampton University student, not many of us are seeking out services there. Not a lot of us have, like, A lot of us don't have cancer. So. So. A lot of us don't have the money to pay out of pocket, which you have to do. We barely got enough money to pay out of pocket for the health That place center. doesn't accept insurance, right. so right, right, right. I don't even... Anyway. I had to get rid of my insurance to take this raggedy... Hampton University, oh, I'm going to stop. They Jesus. made you do that? Right. Yes, because I didn't take my New York insurance. Oh, I'm not now about to graduate. Well, I was a graduating senior. I was about <laughs> to get this degree, but when this right. comes out, damn. Right, right, right. So when I brought forth the issue of, like, disparities between, like, um, bringing forth resources and services for people who have been, like, sexually assaulted in comparison to, like, the way that they broadcast other things, like the Proton Therapy Institute, they it wasn't um, really, like, recepted very... It wasn't accepted very well. Like, they weren't very receptive of me saying those things, which is understandable. Like, administrators really aren't supposed to, like, admit that things are wrong. They're not going to, like, admit in front of the entire student body that, like, there could be something wrong with the system. So I understand that aspect of things, but they at the same task force time, since like nineteen eighty, and it's the same people living today on that same damn task force. Child, child, child. So <laughs> from that, um, I was able to have like several conversations and do several um, programs on campus about sexual assault, and prayerfully we were able to get some things done with SGA mm-hmm. my sophomore year to kind of improve some of the things that we saw that were wrong. Um, have we seen the full effects of that work yet? Not exactly, but um, that's what the award for the champion in women's health was for in the fall semester. And yeah, news article's a little different, but. <laughs> so what did, um? I know you have the official reproductive Health yeah. hotline. You want to talk about that? Of course. I mean, that's a separate entity from Generation Action. Go it's ahead. We're talking about Action everything line. you do. Um, that's something that is a like a personal project that me and Alexandria Brown, she's a sociology major, she's also a junior, mm-hmm. um, that we decided to do together for another project that we um, saw just from my leadership in Generation Action. Like, over time, like, you really do hear the issues. Like, you really do hear what people are experiencing. You hear, like, firsthand about students who are, like, getting hounded about, like, their sexual partners in the health center. Or, like, Mm. they can't get into the health center because, like, you only got 24 hours left and the health center has no appointments on Monday. (laughs) Like, literally. Like, (laughs) so, um, a lot of... OBGYN appointments. Right. It's, it's... 
so basically through my leadership and generation action i was able to kind of like hear those issues out and like hear what people wanted to see and what people wanted to um experience as far as like reproductive health care on campus because there are so few resources especially if you can't like just drive to another health center because the Planned Parenthood that's actually in Hampton is only open four days out of the week a lot of people don't know that um yeah it's only open four days out of the week there's another like OBGYN that's like more affordable um and it's towards North King Street um but a lot of people don't even know that that's there so basically what the hotline was supposed to do was um connect people with those resources and that's what it does like when people reach out um, we connect them with resources um, we do give out free emergency contraception and free condoms and free candy and like all types of free information mm-hmm. and statistics and all that type of stuff so people sometimes they just know that they just made a shitty decision <laughs> they just know that they made um or they ended up in a situation that they didn't mm-hmm. expect to be in. Uh, so they'll reach out and say, hey, like, I need emergency contraception. And if you don't know, like, if you're buying Plan B in, like, a health center or, like, CVS or whatever, it's, like, $50 a pop plus transportation. Then, hello. Like, <laughs> like, that's, like, a $70 trip. Um, like, in 30, in how many, 36 hours you got to find? You got 72 hours to come up with $70. Then and, if you're above Plan B's weight limit. Right. Then, There's a weight limit? Like, oh, I can't yes, take Plan B because it won't work. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh-huh. why I tell these niggas, like, leave me alone. I can't take Plan B. <laughs> that, that's yeah. insane. Um, yeah, that's very real. I learned I learned something today. Wow. Yeah. So, when you're um, factoring all the different types of barriers to access, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot easier to just ask another student who you know understands the situation right. mm-hmm. and isn't going to judge you for the situation and isn't going to like um make you feel uncomfortable about the situation mm-hmm. that you're in it's much easier to ask someone like me who they know is someone that they can just come to and ask a question to mm-hmm. than it is to go to the health center where like there are countless like documented experiences of people who have like come in and like well what was your last sexual partner's middle name i'm like what <laughs> no they'll make you like <laughs> they think you like say what you got in the waiting room in front of everyone. I'm like, right. no, I'm just. It, um, it's da, 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 da. <laughs> excuse. What did you say? Right, like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for people to reach out in a confidential way, like mm-hmm. to someone like me, instead of like going to the health center where they know they might be uncomfortable. So that's what the hotline is supposed to do. Like it's just supposed to stand in the gap. It's 100 percent student run. Everything that we have is from donations. Um, or comes out of like our volunteers pockets like if somebody needs to go to a health center and nobody's available to drive somebody who's a volunteer might call uber for somebody to get to the health center wow um and it's been a blessing for me and i know it's been a blessing for a lot of other people because it's not just people who are reaching out for emergency contraception like people are reaching out to get to like doctor's appointments there are people who need pelvic exams like there are people who are getting like regular checkups to Mm -hmm. make sure that their sexual health is in and intact and like there have been extreme cases where people have been sexually assaulted and have reached out Mm -hmm. and really like there have been like extreme situations where people have like needed um more severe health care treatments and we've been able to support them um through those processes and i'm not i'm not a licensed healthcare professional and i never advertise that to anybody and i will never sit there and say that i advertise like I would never, I would never call myself a healthcare professional. I have no intention of becoming a healthcare professional within the next ten years. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but um, I do have training to like sit down with people who have been sexually assaulted. Like we don't send anybody, we don't send anybody out without training them. Like if somebody's getting an abortion, they're sitting down with an abortion doula before <laughs> they're going out. <laughs> like absolutely not. <laughs> like it will never happen. Right. Um, an abortion doula doula like what's a doula tell me what that is okay okay so like a doula is kind of like i don't know how to explain this in like regular people's terms but it's kind of like a life coach Mm -hmm. um and like kind of like a caretaker in a way so for an abortion doula they would be somebody who could like emotionally support you before during or after your abortion to make sure that like everything that you're feeling you know that it's normal or like if it's not normal getting you to the resources that you that you need to make sure that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're sending somebody out to sit with somebody 
do an abortion through that 48-hour process in the state of Virginia, like, they're sitting down with an abortion doula first. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody gets sexually assaulted, you're sitting down with somebody who's trained to deal with sexual assault mm-hmm. and something like that before you're going to sit down with them. <laughs> like, right. And, uh-huh. and um, that's kind of just... I don't think a lot of people realize how much work me and Lexi put into this program before before it launched. Um, it was like a whole year of research before wow. um, we launched on March 22nd. So... It's something that's very, <laughs> like, like it's something that's very near and dear to me. Um, something that's very personal to me because I know that if I could have just like texted a number and like I don't know what to do right now. Like this happened to me, or right. like this mm-hmm. is happening right now. I have no idea where to go, and it's something that's completely anonymous. Nobody's asking you like, well. Who were you with? Like, what were you doing? Like, or what, were you you know, what were you like, wearing? I can tell you right now, the OBGYN, one of them, he, tell, he says the same thing if you're going in for a little exam. How do you sexually happen? Do you know his name? His mama's name? His daddy's right. name? The street he live on? Then you don't need to be messing with him. I'm like, right. Oh, okay. These, all these things are true. However, right. that's right. a little personal. It's invasive. It's very it's, invasive. It's invasive and it, it's harmful because... It stops people from wanting to talk about those types of things. So what our program does is make people feel comfortable talking about those types of things. Um, And when we're in college, so shade no shade, hustle as you flow, but things are going to happen. Like when you're at the doctor after having an experience, you're just trying to make sure you're okay. That's the last thing I need to hear. Like don't chat like don't treat me like a child and chastise me exactly. Like right. There's ways to talk about safe sex without traumatizing someone. Literally, like, making me feel like a whore. Literally, like, yeah. like a whore. Yeah, like, freshman year, you know how many people have been telling me that's what they told them? I'm yeah. like, well, damn, I know they not out here, but why not? Okay. Right. It's just like, I'll never understand it. Like, I remember one time I went in there. And, like, it was a routine. I wasn't even worried about anything, per se. I was just, like, getting it done just to get it done. Mm -hmm. So, like, the woman was, like, so have you... She was, like, asking me, like, if I had sex with, like, condoms. And I was, like, I was just, like, yeah, like, always. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She was, like, hmm, are you sure? (gasps) I was, like... No, she didn't. I was, like, I'll kick you right in your goddamn face. You near my feet. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you were the very position right now and that's why going to the health center is so uncomfortable it is like it is are, are y'all uncomfortable um i'm not comfortable my, when i go there it's yeah. just um, like i'm here to do my duty I, I love the staff for the most part yeah. and nurses the nurses are, are very cool, sweet yeah, but i love them the head there are usually. some experiences in there that have made a lot of people uncomfortable yeah. like going back for specifically like sexual health and reproductive health services yeah no nah. i only go there like i went last time i went there it was for the flu i was like you that's the only thing i have any like <laughs> trust with y'all for like all right take my temperature bye like because do not do anything else. don't touch me <laughs> get away from me bye because yeah it's real it's real but yep. so our program just kind of like is there to make people feel comfortable about seeking out those services even if they don't seek them out in the health center that's absolutely so, amazing. That's just what it is. Can, wow, I'm like I'm literally in <laughs> awe of her. Like you really, y'all don't really understand. Like a powerhouse mm. is sitting at this table right now. Literally, like we got Jasmine over here. Like boom, shaka boom, shaka pow. I'm crying. Where are you? And then hello, madam. Like oh my god, president. Hello. Yeah, I just can't. But yes, nah. That's an amazing. That's an amazing feat. Period. On like, this campus, yeah. that's an amazing feat. People like, cry about doing like what's it called reproductive papers. You're over here making programs and a hotline and just putting yourself out there. So what are what's the feedback that you've been getting since HU Town Hall? Um, it varies depending on the issue. Like, usually with sexual assault, students are very receptive. Staff are very receptive for the most part. Um, there are some people who are harder to get in contact with mm-hmm. than others. Um, but that's with any environment, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when you're dealing with something like abortion, a lot of people are harder to reach. Um, so that's not really the easiest topic. 
to deal with. Right. I mean, I know that people still get abortions, so I'm still going to make myself accessible to anybody who has to make that decision for themselves. So there's always that. Um, but generally speaking, as far as, like, birth control, emergency contraception, and, like, other reproductive health care services, the student response has been overwhelmingly positive. I mean, I've been blocked by quite a few Lincoln students at this point. Um, <laughs> Your face! I hate you! Like, Because <laughs> I'm trying to, like, keep my mouth shut. But anyway. You no, know, like, I've been blocked by go quite crazy, a few. Um, which is expected, but... They, we can put a pin in that for later. Yeah, we can <laughs> After this to camera it. goes off. Oh, right. okay. Water goes off. <laughs> um, but, like, this faculty response is kind of strange. Um, a lot of faculty are supportive of the fact that, like, the things that I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, they know that it's necessary, but there's also a lot of faculty members that um, don't like that I'm doing what I'm doing or, like, don't like that what I'm doing catches media attention mm-hmm. or, like, uh, that we I accept... Yeah, like, oh, we that I don't that accept, like, that I don't avoid um, news interviews, like, when people ask us about... Because that's how we get our donations. Right. Like, we try to do all that. snatch the mic and be like, hello, my name is... Right. Like, you know, like we like, get our donations from the public. Like, we get donations from alumni. Uh, or we get donations from other healthcare centers and, like, that are in the area or whatever. So, yes, I'm going to go in the news and say, yes, we need more donations. Of course. Like, I'm going to do that. As you should. Like, <laughs> my number is dot, 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 dot. Right. You, like, can you can contact me. contact me here. Here, totally uh, at, right, but run like, up on me on campus. Right. <laughs> but like the faculty response, I've heard terrible things about me from like faculty and staff. Are you serious? Like I've heard people like outright just like, "Oh, that girl is crazy. That's a crazy person." Like, why would she go out here and talking trash about Hampton on the news? Like, why do you think? Why would she do this? Like, why would she do that? Like, it's why would she even like put herself out here like this? Like, she just needs to like go to class and just like mind her business. Like, like, and I switch my hair up a lot. Like, I dye my. I hair. love it. I like, get so excited. <laughs> like, I dye my hair pretty frequently, or like I'll slap on a wig on Mondays, take it off by Wednesday or whatever. Um, so like I'll like come in with a wig and like oh did you feel the need that you had to hide today like did you have to hide from something you know what like everybody and, can fight me yeah like so, especially since like the na the like ooh, excuse me the last news article that came out mm-hmm. with WTKR News right. three like that one got a lot of negative faculty response and not what did the article that. say for those that. The article doesn't really say anything, honestly. The article explains the program. It explains what we we provide Mm -hmm. and, like, the preparations that it took for us to get there. Like, the Mm -hmm. news article, like, explains, like, our trainings that we make people go through. Um, It explains that, like, when people ask for emergency contraception, they don't just get emergency contraception. They get condoms. They get info sheets. Like, they get facts about STDs and other contraceptive options or whatever the case may be. Like, anything that can be applied to the situation from the information that they give us. Mm -hmm. Um, um, and it also said that Hampton di- is not aware that this hotline exists because it 100% is student-run. Like, we get nothing from Hampton University. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing Hampton University involved. Um, so that's the only thing that the article said about Hampton, is that Hampton was not aware of it, um, and that on the website you can find that Hampton provides XYZ services. Like, that's what the article says. Um, in its entirety. Like, the article doesn't say anything else about Hampton. It doesn't talk about barriers to access. It doesn't talk about, like, the experiences of students on campus when going to the health center. Like, it doesn't talk about Hampton at all. It's just, you can reach this number at Duke, from 9 to 5, Duke, done. Right. Like, that's the only thing about Hampton that's mentioned in the article, but, like, apparently a lot of people took that as me talking bad about our university. And that's my thing about (laughs) alumni. That's my thing about administration. Now, unpopular opinion, I love Hampton. Like, I really do. I love the idea. I love how it makes me feel at home. I feel like, you know, you can go to Hampton or you can be a Hamptonian. I feel like at this point we're Hamptonians. But there are definitely things that need to be changed. And change is usually for the better because if I'm telling you, hey, this is what can improve, it's because I want to bring my kids back here. I want to come back and feel welcome. I don't want to have to face 
what I was given as a student. Right. So when HU Town Hall first happened, and alumni were calling my phone saying, well, why are y'all talking bad about the school? And da-da-da-da-da. No, because sometimes you have to embarrass people to make them move. And what happened, and I tell you, I'm so proud. I was so proud of the morale and the collaborative effort that everyone had on Twitter. Like, it woke people up. And that's when things started to change. So we're seeing it now, and I'm actually excited to see what happens next year. You know, to add me at that, because um, we're going to law school, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's really, that's really insane. How does that make you feel, like, it's hard. being defined? It's, it's really, 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 really hard. Um, because... Like, it's not like people are like, oh, did you see that news article, that random girl, or whatever the case may have been, talking about X, Y, Z. Like, it's like, no, Micaiah Thomas was on the news. You know exactly who that is. Mm -hmm. Like, she said X, Y, Z. She's a crazy person. I'm like, well, I'm with you all the time. Like, I'm in this department. Like, I'm around you, like, very frequently. Like, you know exactly who I am. Why couldn't you come to me right. in the same way that the news people came to me like you couldn't just come to me and like sit down and have a conversation where I could the same way that I just explained to, to y'all like how this program works like I could sit down and have easy like conversation. a conversation <laughs> like it's easy. like it's a really easy conversation um and I mean like at the end of the day was the hotline supposed to be like this end all be all is it supposed to be around forever no like <laughs> I'm, will it be around as long as I can sustain it absolutely will it be around as long as someone else behind me like continues this program of course but like the ultimate goal is to increase access to services so what should happen is maybe a sit down conversation with the people who are providing these barriers that people mm -hmm. feel instead of like mass emails <laughs> like <laughs> literally of, subs like Hampton sends these giant emails and it's literally a sub tweet a sub tweet like, at one person or a group of people that ain't got nothing to do with nothing right <laughs> literally so like everything that I do is out of love for this university it's everything everything that I do is out of love for the students who go here and I want everybody who's here to like experience the best Hampton that they can um so it's is it hurtful? Yes. Am I shaken by it? Absolutely not. Hello. Like, like, am I going to keep giving out all the free stuff that I have? Absolutely. I okay. still have tons of free emergency contraception, tons of free condoms. Like, you can still text the hotline and I will get you whatever you need. You could text my phone personally. You could DM me on Twitter. <laughs> you can do whatever you need to do and I will get what you need to you and I'll get you the information that you need to make the best decision for your body because I love everybody who goes here despite like the way that it looks to some other people. Um, so yes, it's, it's extremely hard to know that a lot of pent-up animosity is kind of held. Mm -hmm. Uh, because nobody wants to have, like, an honest conversation about people's experiences. Right. Like, nobody wants to sit down and have a conversation about barriers to access. Nobody wants to sit down and have a conversation about the fact that, like, freshmen are having sex outside. <laughs> no, literally, 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 we need to talk about that. Because, honestly, when I first came here, bro, okay, so we have a curfew for uh, freshmen. And, you can't, first of all, you can't be in each other's dorm rooms, dorm buildings, period. And you can't, oh, we, da, 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 da. why am I messing up curfew? We can't be outside the dorm at past 11 or you're going to get out by 5 or get in some right. sort of trouble. Like early so curfew, whatever. Early curfew, something. Like House they'll, arrest. <laughs> they'll hold it over your head. Trickling so basically, <laughs> and then the whole, so, you know, you're in college, the hormones are, are raging, you're seeing fine people you didn't know existed before. Right. Things are going to happen. So... I know my freshman year, they were talking about doing stuff on the waterfront. Now, people talk, mm, I'm not about to give up people's current spots, but. You're right. It's all it, different types of all disgusting places. All types places. of disgusting, random places. And Hampton, I think, likes to think of it as like, well, y'all know, need not to be doing that anyway. How about let's provide a safe space? Let's have a conversation and be adults because we're an adult when that bill comes and you want it on time. Right. But we're, we're children 
with everything else. We're that, that an doesn't adult make sense. When it's time to graduate and somebody has to pay back a stipend, like <laughs> that you randomly decided to snatch, like, like I just don't understand. Like, but nobody can have an adult conversation. Y'all about regulate the consensual sex more so than you regulate sexual assault. Oh shoot, understand. the table got shook. Like we, got, <laughs> we can't, like we can't have consensual sex with each other. Two adults can't come together and say we want to have sex. But as soon as somebody does something to somebody else that they didn't want and they need help, y'all ain't nowhere to be found. Crickets. But, you know, hey, yeah, I guess. I guess that's how things work over here. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Nah, yeah. bro. It's just, it's ridiculous. And I can't wait. To, I feel like when we come back, hopefully things have changed. We can look back. Like, remember when people was, like, having sex in the tennis room randomly? Mm-hmm. Like, Huh? You remember when everybody was running through S and T in the middle of the S and T? It was not me, mom and dad. It was it was no, not me. I did not partake. No, yeah. I just I heard the stories. Partake. I've never done none of that shit. No, 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 no. Phoebus, no. not Phoebus. What's his name? Phoenix. No. I'm just spilling all Phoebus the things. Phoebus has me dead. <laughs> not Phoebus. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix. That's disgusting. No, you would be surprised. Breathing in asbestos. <laughs> That's not sexy. That's not sexy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wheezing, wheezing as you're trying to like have sex. Like, no, right, that is right. not okay. Exactly. I cannot. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah. Well. But it's hard to know that, that people can't have like honest conversations about those experiences. Um, and there's no safe spaces for those things. But I love this place. So I'm going to continue to create those spaces because they're necessary for people's safety. Amen. Um, a lot of people's safety depends on creating spaces like this. And I don't want you to stop. Like, don't ever, please don't ever stop. Just know you appreciate it on this side. A period. I don't give a fuck what nobody else say. Yeah. Like, I think that's a lot of the student response. Like, a lot of the students who have, like, reached out to me, is it's not ever like, well, maybe you should just stop. Yeah. Like, it's never like, maybe you should just, like, cool out or, like, maybe take a step back. Or, like, it's never that. It's like, please, please keep going because people need this. Um, and so like, I'm glad for to, like, us. keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Truly. Oh, Truly. That was amazing. Can you tell us what the hotline number is? I guess I can. Go ahead. Put it out I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's only because... Promo, promo. Okay, so if you want to donate, you can text the hotline too. Um, But the phone number is 252-307-3776. And text I prefer because I'll get back to you faster if you text instead of call. Um, If you call and I miss the call, then... It is connected to my phone. I'll, I'll say that. Um, I'm the only person who can answer the calls. But, like, if you text, it'll be, it's a lot easier to, like, get Keep track people of yeah. mm-hmm. where they need to be. So where do you see the future of this program going? Um, I see it being pretty sustainable. Like, after the news article came out, we got a lot of, like, alumni who wanted to, like, donate to create like to create ways to make this program sustainable so we got a lot of alumni who reached out to me um we got a lot of other programs um that like give out free condoms who reached out to me um so i see definitely the summer fully operational like fully operational through the summer so when onyx 12 comes on campus they're going to be gucci Ain't no STDs for Onyx 12. Period. Period. Yeah, Period. Oh, Ain't no it uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be here all summer making sure that the program is fully operational. Um, and in the fall semester, I think we have, like, enough stuff, right? The donation was large enough, I can say, that I think we'll be good until the fall semester. That's, That's great. Amazing. Like, through the fall semester. Would you, wanna, would you want Hampton University to come collaborate or for your program to become a part of the health center? No. Um, I would, I think the part about our program that makes it special and makes it um, beneficial is the part where people don't have to feel shame. They don't have to feel stigma. They don't have to feel anything um, when they're reaching out for these services. The, the peer-to-peer aspect of our program makes it fantastic. It makes it um, special, like it makes it something that 
people feel a lot more comfortable. You're you're gonna be so much more comfortable asking your big for condoms than you are gonna be like going to the house in it. Right. So moving. Well, sne- I'm gonna keep it candid. Sorry, mom and dad. I would sneak them out the health center. Like I'm gonna just take a handful of these. Right. For my friends. Right. For my <laughs> friends. <laughs> right. Like you're gonna feel a lot more comfortable asking your big than you would like asking like a health center professional, especially being that like the health center has the reputation that it has. Um, so would I like to see Hampton University uplift this program? Absolutely. Would I love to see Hampton support this program? Absolutely. Like, ultimately, I would rather the health center offer these types of products. Like, because you really can't, I don't even want to get into the fact that you can't get emergency contraception in the health center or the process that you have to go through to get emergency contraception from what the health center. What is the process? I, I really, it's very invasive um like it's it's a complicated process for an over-the-counter drug uh i'll just leave it at that um but what i love to see like maybe like a box of emergency contraception in miss hill's office yes (laughs) like will i drop off a box to her like if she asks me to like yes i can drop off a box like um but I think the peer-to-peer aspect is the part that makes it easy for people to use. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, would I like to see Hampton take it over? No. But would I like to see Hampton expand access to reproductive health care? Yes. <laughs> like a politician. Perfect. That was, <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> so, what are your plans? Tell us. What do you want to be when you grow up? Makari wants to sleep. Oh, Honestly, well. no. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that in my soul. <laughs> uh, I really don't know. Uh, I really am leaning into like nonprofit advocacy. So if anybody's hiring, you'll follow have a grad. her on LinkedIn. You'll have a grad <laughs> in December. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking into like permanent like advocacy work, maybe legislative research. I don't plan on like actually running for office at any point. I don't feel like I could win. Um, girl, <laughs> girl, listen, you good on this side. I don't think I could win. You need but a flyer. They would pull up my tweets and be like, so. <laughs> Remember when you said. We like, have a domestic terrorist. Literally. Here, huh? That's what they would tell me. They would just be like, this bitch is here to bomb the United States. Yes. They would make up a whole bunch of stuff. And I'd be like, all right, if that's what you feel like. I don't need my Twitter popping up. Literally. <laughs> delete all tweets. Now. Like, so, yeah, I'm looking into, like, permanent advocacy. Organizing doesn't pay well, but it's home for me, so. That's wonderful. Well, I want to thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. So, where can they find you at? How can they follow you? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My ad is the same, at Makaya underscore. It's spelled complicated because my parents are complicated. Um, Spell it out. M-I-C-H-Y-A-H <laughs> underscore. Real easy. Same at everywhere. Period. <laughs> Where can they follow you at? Oh, you know, um, on Twitter at, um, let me, what is my Twitter name? Hold up. I got it. Yes. Follow me on Twitter at La Negra Mimosa. Ooh. You know, <laughs> Shout out to the Afro Latinos. Um, happy Cinco de Mayo coming up real soon. Girl, I ain't yes. Mexican. <laughs> I ain't, but like, it's just but we we go we gonna celebrate anyway. Shout out to the Mexicans. Shout out to y'all. But yes, and follow me underscore Lorena Negra. Wait, where's that backwards? I don't know. Y'all find it eventually. She gonna be tagged. You do what you gotta it. do. And you can follow me. Like now, you can follow me on Instagram at Mrs. OVO, and that's M R S dot OVO. I know some of y'all can't be spelling Mrs. and Miss. That's okay. That's why we. That's why we learn. You ask questions. All right. So thank you. We're gonna tune back in as soon as possible, y'all. Graduation's coming up. We about to be out. Bye. Period.